Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Association of Common Sense Masculinity is proud to present the exciting, the thought-provoking Can-Am Soup, an entertaining, genuine, and often meandering conversation between two friends. And now, the stars of our show, Jeremy Gertz and Todd Fuss. Hey, Todd, how you doing, brother? Doing pretty good. How about you? Good, good, good. Good to be back podcasting after a week away. Yeah, I would rather have been podcasting. Yeah. yeah. You know, I would like to figure a way to do it remotely. You know, like if I, it's just, if you could, if there's a way to do it, like just with an iPad or something, that'd be sweet. But I'm not about to lug this roadcaster. Have you seen they have a new mini version of the roadcaster? I've seen something, yeah. Yeah. I, I looked at it, I'm like, ooh, shiny. I need it. And then I looked and it's like 800 bucks. I was like, nah, I don't need it. <laughs> I've got the Roadcaster. It's it's doing really good. Yeah. I mean, I don't see any reason to. The only thing I don't like about the Roadcaster is it's audio only. Yeah. But having whatever. said that. Having said that, I don't know if I would ever be comfortable doing a video podcast. You know, like sometimes when, when you're chatting, I like to pick my nose or something, <laughs> you know, it's like, I like the, uh, that I'm just sitting here often. It's just in my pajamas. Like this is like, I've got like lounging shorts and t-shirts that I wear around the house that I would never wear out and they're so comfortable, but I wouldn't want to be seen on them. And then that means I'd have to like put proper clothes on for the podcast that it would just be a mess Todd it wouldn't be comfortable you know I'd be reserved or something like that eh, I, I don't know I, I think You'll, after you know two or three episodes it would just be normal again yeah. and it would have a we would stand a better chance then of moving mainstream or you know you think so you think yeah, that because huh. I think video podcasts are so much more popular, really, particularly with um, advertisers or sponsors. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Because it opens you up to because you do you know, a video podcast, you still put the audio as a podcast, and then you put the video, uh, you know, on YouTube or wherever else, and so it's opening a bigger audience. Yeah, and that makes sense. The, the couple of podcasts I still hit every now and again are also um, video. Hmm. And one of the things that, one of my favorite, they just put uh, a couple of cameras at like uh, a high angle, broad, so you see everybody sitting at the table. Mm -hmm. And they just literally just have like a picnic table and all their equipment on it. And they just sit and talk. Mm -hmm. And so you're looking over their shoulder kind of. I mean, there's nothing like high production value as far as the video goes. But it helps you put another, you know, uh, it, that visual element on it. Mm -hmm. Another sense. Uh, mm -hmm. And even though you're not participating, you know, for the uh, more needy among us, in the human uh, existence, it makes them feel part of something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. a psychological thing. Yeah. You know, that's why I like them. So <laughs> would you, uh, would you do it? Like if, if we had equipment, we could do it. Would you want to do video podcasts? Oh yeah. I've mentioned that to you a couple of times. You just, yeah. you know, pretend you didn't hear it and move on. No, I did. I did I, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I, see, you know what? Sometimes it's funny because I've done podcasts like with people, like I've been on other shows where they have video and you can see the person and it's kind of, it's adds a whole new dynamic. And I, I thought that's more what you're talking about is like a lot of people do the podcast and it's audio only, but they use the video recording while they're doing their video. But it's, it's kind of interesting because like you'll see it's it's a different element. I mean, I, I think the audio when you're involved when you're doing a podcast and it's audio only, you have to kind of pay a little bit more attention. Whereas when you've got a video of the person, you can kind of see what they're thinking, 
you know, I've been on podcasts and some guy just gets up and leaves and then you're like, do we say something? And then the other guy's like, oh yeah, he just went, must have to go to the bathroom or something, you know, but, um, I would always worry that like, first of all, I, I don't have a good set. Like where I record is in the, the suite that we have in our basement. And so it's like a kitchen behind me and I'm like, that wouldn't look very good because Squadcast, they will let us do video. Well, let us, I mean, it's built into the, their software, but. I think the the one thing is if it's two people remotely, it's fairly easy because, you know, it's not like you need multiple cameras. You just need one on each person. Yeah. It's not like you need shots of everything, but. Oh, no, no, cool. no. It'd be like um, a one, a podcast I used to listen to, a video podcast I used to watch. Um, and there's three people, three hosts, and they always had a guest generally. Um, but it's not family friendly. And then mm. it got a little over the top and a couple mm. of guests they had on, they only had on to make fun of them. <laughs> Literally. We should do that, Todd. <laughs> and it was so funny, but then they started, uh, making friends with this, uh, Australian guy who pretends to be a woman, oh. uh, Fenster. And I'm like, Nope, I can't, can't hang with this anymore. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, they started, they changed a little. So the flavor and the subject matter that they talked about before was all played out. So they had to, you know, yeah, try to yeah. find something else. And then, you know, some of their recurring guests that were also famous, they quit going on there because, you know, they had bigger and better things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, um, all they have is a camera looking at them from the, their monitor's point of view. Mm -hmm. And uh, anyway, hmm. so, I mean, that's why I set mine up like, like I did. Yeah. Well, we could, if you know what we could, uh, we can do videos if we want to. I mean, you know, we can try it. I mean, we may, neither one of us might like it. Yeah. In the end. You know, because I, I can't stand looking at myself, listening to myself. Um, <laughs> no, no, but. That's funny. Um, but this no, is could... what I have for my little old camera. I just sent it to you. So, yeah, like a bunch of the cameras I have now, they. Um, they <laughs> my work little good. old camera. Oh, wow. You've even got, oh, so you're <laughs> set up and ready to rock and roll. It's got the ADD. Yep. The best name for a camera. Yep. <laughs> what do you got? I got an ADD. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you take medication? No, it's an ADD. <laughs> it's a Canon ADD. <laughs> yeah, I know we all have our problems, but right on. No, I've got some cameras too that will, that are good for video streaming, like just right off the bat. I bought a new GoPro this week while Steph picked it up for me. We took our, we had our family camp a couple weeks ago and I brought my GoPro there and the cabins we were in, you can lock them from the inside, but nobody has a key. Like only the camp has a key, so you can't lock your stuff when you leave. And I just had it sitting out like on top of one of the bunks that wasn't used and I was packing up and I was like, oh, I didn't use my GoPro at all this week. I'm like, where is it? It was gone. So somebody came in and jacked my GoPro Hero 10. So I bought the 11. And they need to take responsibility for that. If they're not going to let you have a key, it's a lock your own stuff up. Yeah. And anything, anything gets stolen. It doesn't matter what kind of waiver you have to sign or, oh, no, don't leave anything in the cabin. Blah, blah. No, they don't let you lock it up. So, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's, a, it's a church based camp. So you, I think they're thinking is that everybody's oh, yeah. honest, but come on. That makes it so much better that it got stolen. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, because but I it was a, a GoPro, so they deserve what they got. Yeah, you know, I will, I will say they are better now. Like, because I, I mean, I, I got the very first GoPro Hero when it came out, and I remember I bought it because we were going on a cruise. Like, what was this? How many years ago? Fifteen? I don't know how long ago it was, but and I was like, this is amazing, and it, it did work. You turned it on, it took like junky like 720p video or whatever, and it had a waterproof housing that put it into. And um, then the the four 
kind of didn't work well. And I've been on the GoPros, like trying them out ever since they've came around. And the first one worked everyone till then I couldn't get to work until I bought the 10. And it was the, the weirdest things. Like I'd, I'd be filming stuff and all of a sudden <clears throat> the camera just shuts off and the battery's still fine. Or sometimes I can't shut it off. Like we'll be skiing, I'll take a little clip and I'll go to press and nothing works. And so I have to open the door, pull the battery. And they've always been plagued with problems and everybody knows that. But I think they've finally fixed it out. We've even talked about that here on this podcast. You know, it's like, I don't care about the next level stabilization. I don't care about any of this crap. I want it. So when you turn it on, it turns on. And when you turn it off, it turns off. And then even this 11. And when you hit record, it was actually recording. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it records video and audio. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, just all the complaints that you hear. Yeah. So I got, uh, even this 11's working. I've been messing with it for a little bit this week. And it's been exactly as I hoped it would be. But it'll work until about 37 days prior to the release of the 12 and yeah. then their timed in obsolescence. Uh, malware will kick in, it'll quit working, and you'll mm-hmm. have to buy the 12. That's right. <laughs> or maybe it was GoPro that stole it from my room. Maybe that's what they do. They just go around, they've got agents that steal old, like year old cameras from people, so they have to buy the newer version. You know, it's funny when we went down to Great Falls. So the reason we didn't record last week for our listeners that we were in Great Falls, Montana, and I went around, like went to Target, went to all the different stores, and I looked at the prices of GoPros because, you know, it's like some some things are cheaper in the States, but I could get a GoPro Hero 10 for four. The once I converted it, it was four hundred and seventy dollars Canadian and the Hero 11 was on sale for four seventy nine Canadian. So. Is like nine bucks more to get the newer version here. So I didn't buy it there. I waited till I got back. <clears throat> but, oh, it's fun, man. You know, I told the kids like when we were crossing the border, like we hadn't been to the States for, oh, I want to say it was like five years, maybe or six, which is kind of weird because, <clears throat> you know, for like years and years, I spent more time of the year in the U.S. than in Canada. And then even you know, when our kids were young, we went down to the States all the time, like several times per year. And then I told the kids when they, when we crossed the border and the guy's like, so what's your purpose of entry? I was just going to look at him and say, freedom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get some freedom. And uh, we were talking to people. I was like, oh, this is great down here. You've got plastic straws. And she's like, one of our waitresses, she's like, what do you mean plastic straws? I was like, well, you guys have plastic straws still. And she's like, what kind of straws do you guys have in Canada? And I was like, they're, they're paper. She's like, you kidding me? I'm like, I'm not joking. Our government doesn't think we can be trusted with plastic straws anymore. She thought that was hilarious. Yeah, I went to every pawn shop and looked at all the guns and the boys were like, oh, this is so cool. Oh, it's, it's good. I like, I like America, man. If, if I could move there, <clears throat> I 100% would. Which is, a, yeah, I was going to tell you too, you know, they've in the malls, they always have recruiting offices and stuff. Oh, we, yeah. were walking, we were walking by one for the Air Force and the boys were looking in like, oh, cool. And we were about, you know, 10 feet past the door and, and this lady comes out, she's like, hey, guys, interested in some information? And the boys are like, uh, I don't know. She goes, well, why don't you just come in? He goes, we got nothing to do. We'll just talk to you for a bit. I'm like, okay. And so they, they they had like 45 minutes in the U.S. Air Force recruiting office, and they did a whole spiel for them and stuff. And so now both my boys want to join the Air Force. <laughs> like, can I, Dad? I was like, well, yeah, if you want to. Because they, they talked to him about how to do it. Like, uh, basically, if he, like Kobe, if he got his private license first, and then he needs a a bachelor degree in something and it's pretty easy then and then you know after a couple of years you can get citizenship or whatever but yeah they both are like seriously thinking that they want to join the u.s military or air force and then go that route and then become u.s citizens which i would be like absolutely do it you know but well as somebody who has a little bit of experience with the United States military, U.S. Air Force, and, you know, specifically, I wouldn't recommend uh, military for anyone. No? No. They have uh, changed it 
the crybaby cancel culture Karen weasels of the world have put too much of that mm. into the U.S. military. Hmm. Um, oh, we have safe spaces and timeouts. And <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> when China comes over and starts killing you, they're going to give you a timeout? Yeah. <laughs> or, or, just wait. Stop the war. We need to go to our safe space for a little bit. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, no, I agree. Like you hear a lot about that, but I think it's it's not something you really look into. But even like, like I used to listen to this podcast. Uh, what was it? The Order of Man. <clears throat> and um, I don't listen to it anymore because he, I don't know, he just said some really dumb stuff that bothered me. But uh, like, and even like the not even like the emotional crap, right? Like all this, but even like physical standards are being lowered every single year. And yes. it's like, okay. That's that's one thing that that can't really be compromised. Like if you're going to be a soldier, if you're going to be a war, you're going to have something on your back and you're going to have a something heavy in your hands that goes pew pew. I mean guns aren't heavy heavy, but that's why they do these rigorous training so that you can walk all day long on patrol and then be ready to to run, hide and shoot. Like physical standards can't be lowered. Like the whole notion, the idea that they're like, well, we, we're losing numbers, so we need to lower the standard. It's like, that's stupid. Well, that was only part of it, this whole uh, gender equality mm -hmm. and multi-gender-ishness and all that mess. All the bullshit. It's caused it as well. And just from our perspective, you know, the allies, you know, Canada, America, blah, blah, blah. I'm not opposed to women doing any job in the military as long as they can meet the same physical and mental requirements that a man has to make. Because exactly. those requirements were, uh, they didn't come up with those requirements based on men or women or chickens. It was, what does the job require? Yeah, exactly. So if you can do it, go ahead. Mm -hmm. I'm all for it. But you can't yeah. cry about it later. You know, yeah, yeah. Just and, like and the uh, is... I was, there was a female marine that thought she was, I mean, all that in a bag of chips, and she did this and she did that, and um, she was actually accepted to SEAL training, and she was just on and on and on about how women can do anything men can do, and it doesn't matter. And one of her other uh, Marine Corps brethren was like. Oh, really? So you can do anything I can do? Yeah. Well, why don't we have an MMA fight? Because you do it in a, you know, off-duty in women's league, and I do it off-duty in men's league. You think you're equal? Let's do it. Mm -hmm. And she's like, all right, I'm going to kick your butt, and this, that, and the other, and blah, 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 blah. This fight was about a half a second. Hmm. Yeah. He hit her so hard. It flipped her over backwards. Wow. And I, I hope it didn't hurt her, like, permanently. Mm -hmm. But the look on her face after <laughs> the fact was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Hmm. You know, I mean, from our point of view, that look is pretty cool because now she understands that she was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, a grown-ass man just punched me in the mouth because I was running it. And it hit me so hard, it flipped me over backwards. Now, here's the kicker. She's 5'9", about 145 pounds. He's 5'6", oh, wow. 130 pounds. Huh. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> no, and it... It's so weird to me, like, why people can't accept the fact that men and women are different. Like, and, and the thing is, like, like from the, speaking of, like, women join the, the, the armed forces and stuff, there are certain jobs that women would be better at than men. You know, like, the, <clears throat> the thing is, is that there's strengths that are inherent to men, manhood, and there's strengths that are inherent to womanhood. And they're natural, right? That's how they were born. That's how they're created. And 
things are best when we lean into each other's. It's just like you and me, right? Like I'm a different person. You're a different person. We're both men. There's things that you're way better at than me and I'm way better at than you. And so if we are, say, if we're working on the same project and we approach it to compete with each other, that's stupid. But it's like, okay, you know what, Todd, you're really good at this part. Why don't you take control of that? And this is my area of expertise. I'll do this part. And I don't understand why that is such a hard concept for, for this generation, this under us to get between men, even our generation, this whole world, like, why don't we work together? Let's lean on the strengths that women have that men don't. And let's lean on the strengths that men have that women don't. And let's unite forces together, man and woman, just how God designed it to be. And man, things are so much better. More gets done. People are more satisfied, more happy because I don't have to compete to try to be something I'm not. And neither does the other person. You know, I just don't get it. Well, like, it's just stupid. Here's what I believe was partly the genesis of this issue is like when I was growing up, when I was a little kid, <clears throat> we'll take um, a little kid with a very high IQ and a kid with eh, very limited IQ. And the kid with the limited IQ is running around, you know, seven, eight years old. Oh, what do you want to be when you grew up? Uh, I want to be an astronaut. <laughs> well, sweetie, that's okay. And if you work really hard, maybe. But why don't we focus on trade school? Yeah. You know, and there's a, there was a, an honesty into the support you got. Mm -hmm. The high IQ kid just absolutely loved playing with Tonka trucks. And, you know, unless you were going to own the excavating company, what mom and dad really wanted you to do was go to law school. Mm -hmm. or to medical school because, you know, you're smart. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, that supportive um, but honest yeah. nature in there and not this bullshit, sorry, people, but it is, where, oh, you can do anything. Yeah. No, you can't. You can do anything. You have the talent and acumen to do. Mm -hmm. But I literally cannot build up a spaceship and go to space. Mm -hmm. Can't do it. I could not be an astrophysicist. One, because I don't go into it with some of their beliefs. Uh, so there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's areas of science I could excel at. You know, I could have been a veterinarian. Didn't want to be until mm -hmm. I was later in life, you know. Um, if I had to do it all over again, that's what I would be. A veterinarian, hmm. but anyway, um, but I can pretty much do almost anything I set my mind to with my hands, except hmm. draw. I, I cannot draw to save my life, hmm. but what I can do is set out and build something and not be able to draw it beforehand. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like I've made as beautiful, um, wood turning artwork and, and stuff. I couldn't draw the same bowl or the same yeah. thing. Couldn't, could yeah. not do it. You know, mm -hmm. if I tried to draw a table, it looked like a lame horse, Yeah. <laughs> but I could go build one right now and it would be completely, you know, symmetrical on point yeah. and way better than anything you get at a store. Mm -hmm. I'm the same way. Like so many people I see, like they'll they're like, Oh, I need to build a workbench. And the first thing they do is jump in their computer even. And they'll start drawing up plans and they, they need plans to work from. And I'm like, what? That's stupid. Like, I'd, I'd never like plans. Like, like the only time I'll ever draw what I'm about to build is if, I'm, if I want to come up with a new idea for a knife. And in that point, I just literally, I'm putting curves in places and lines and I'm erasing. And it's, it's like a half hour process. And the first lines I threw down look nothing like what I settle on. But it's not like... <clears throat> it's not like I have this idea in my mind and I ha I put it to paper. I just start throwing stuff and I let my eyes tell me, oh, okay, that's cool. Let's keep that. But yeah, no, I'm the same way. Like when I build something, no, I don't need plans. Like I have a, I have an understanding of physical materials and space. And so just give me this stuff. I'll make it work. And I've built things without taking, without using tape measures. Like I built workbenches. 
without tape measures. I'm like, okay, I want this piece to be about this long. So I'll cut that. And then I'll set that next to the, the raw material and I'll mark it accordingly. So they're the same size. Cool. Now this piece in between for the width, I want it to be this like, okay, cool. Make two of those. And it's, I don't know. It's just strange, but no, like I agree. And, and like kind of getting off topic, but back to like, you know, people like I people just need to you know like I always hear there's you you got strengths and your weaknesses and you know my dad always said and it's kind of true like your greatest strength is all also your greatest weakness and that is that is very applicable in a lot of things and then I've also heard it said that you know don't focus on your on improving your weaknesses just fortify your strengths and you know the, everything's like that's mostly true there's some things like if you've got a really bad weakness that you're late for work all the time but you do the best quality work you're more talented at your work than anybody else. Well, you do need to work on your punctuality. Like that is important, but it's true. Some people are like, Oh, I'm terrible at, um, I don't know, like, like, like the details of the project management stuff. It's like, well then don't, don't try and give that to someone who's good at it. Right? Like that's, there's some things that you will never be very good at. And if you're in a job or a position where you're required to do those things, you're never going to be happy and you're never going to get to the level of someone who's naturally good at that. You know, it's just, I don't know. I don't, I don't get why, you know, and it's all this big movement for individuality. Well, why don't we just accept individuality and also in our strengths and be like, Hey, you know, this is how it is. But <clears throat> We've always, but the, the individuality they want to focus on now is completely irrelevant mm -hmm. in, in my mind, um, in the grand scheme of things. You know, in business and in life in general years ago, you focused on individuality, but you didn't necessarily call it that. Mm -hmm. But it was, you know, like if you own a business and you're, um, a, you know, you advertised that you have a position open and you take uh, applications for that and you review all those applications, you set up interviews and then you interview the people. What are you doing? You're looking for the best individual with the best individual skills that translate into your position that's going to be the best fit for your job, right? Mm -hmm. But you're looking at it as individuals. And so the person that you pick and negotiate with has the best individual qualifications that they can have, right? Mm -hmm. I don't, and I don't care if I'm hiring you to be a, a manual machinist to do one-off jobs in a uh, prototyping shop, right? I don't care what you call yourself when you're at home. I don't care if you wear dresses. I don't care. I care about your uh, talents mm -hmm. or being a manual machinist. Mm -hmm. We're focusing on the wrong things uh, as a society right now, or at least the minority is focusing on the wrong things. Uh, no one cares who you sleep with when you're at home, nor should they, nor should they know. Mm-hmm. Keep that private. That's where it belongs. Yeah. You know, um, and ah, anyway, I'm going to get way far in the weeds if I keep going on that one. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. too, too passionate about that because this crap with these uh, uh, queens that want to dress as a queen and then go uh, talk at your elementary school. Yeah. All right. Here you go. <clears throat> I like chum some Shakespearean actors. That's what they excel at. They are entertainers that dress up in Shakespearean dress and they do Shakespeare. I do not want them dressed as Shakespearean uh, characters when they come talk to my kid about acting school. Mm -hmm. That's stupid. Mm -hmm. You are not Macbeth. Mm -hmm. You know, you are Bobby Joe Smith that happens to be a Shakespearean actor. Yeah. You are wanting your entire identity defined 
in the one shocking area of your life. Mm -hmm. Sorry. How about yeah. you grow something else to be interested about, interesting about, right? Yeah. Oh, no, because you can't. Because all you did was play video games or play with dolls or whatever <laughs> that add absolutely nothing to society, and you ate yourself into a 28-year-old high-cholesterol heart attack because you're 300 pounds, and you have no skills in life. You have no life skills. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to cry and we're, oh, <laughs> I hear you, Todd. <clears throat> I hear you. Shala, shala. <laughs> okay. Happy thoughts though. No, it's absolutely true. You know, it's funny. Like I was listening to, oh, real quick, just a little pause here. You know, I was looking on our screen here. It says you have echo cancellation turned on. Yeah, it said on the thing that uh, if you are wearing headphones to have that turned on. No, no, it's if you're not wearing headphones. Well, that's not the English I read. Oh, okay. So mine says turn it Call on. Call on if you are. Oh, never mind. <laughs> the word not. How do I just I don't know if that's. I don't know if that's why your sound is different or not. Just anyways, that's. Uh, I can't I just notice that. Oh, well, oh, probably because the recording started already. Well, poop on them. <clears throat> That's right. But, um, oh, well, I know better for next time. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, yeah. No, it's true. And it's, it's so funny. Like, some people are like really concerned, like, you know, talking with other conservative minded people and, and stuff, especially like parents, like, I just don't know what this world's coming to and what are our kids going to face. And, you know, all this uh, gender identity stuff. And I said, I'm not worried about it. And they're like, why not? I said, truth, the truth. Like, I don't care what, like, like I'm talking about ultimate truth, right? I don't care what somebody says they are. That doesn't mean they are. If I say, like, I identify as a woman, I'm still a man. I'm just confused in the head. And... When people get really concerned, I'm like, you're concerned about nonsense. Like this whole thing that, that's going on. And I know right now it's a very, you get canceled for anything, right? Like if the wrong people heard this podcast, they'd be like, oh, cancel them. But it's like, okay, so, so look, where do we draw the line on what you can or cannot identify as and what your truth actually means and how I have to respond to what you claim your truth is? Okay, so let's go like this. And I'm just going to drive the way I want to drive. I'm not going to observe speed limits because my truth is that I was meant to be a fast driver. And my truth is that I am, I was put on this planet from another planet and stop signs and traffic signs do not apply to me because in my native homeland where I was from, which my truth tells me I was from, I am not allowed to stop at human-made stop signs. So that's my truth. And tell that to the police officer. And then just see how that works in society at large. When, when everybody just comes up with their own little willy-nilly my truth, and everybody's got their own stupid little truth, it's bred out of pure selfishness, how is that going to work? You get a bunch of other idiots like me on the road now who don't identify as people who have to obey stop signs, and you have absolute chaos. And so what? I don't care about what people claim as their truth. I care about the truth. Well, here's some real world examples and why we have uh, limitations on what you think you are. Um, go to a uniform supply store, buy a police uniform, put it on, identify as a police officer, start stopping people. What's going to happen to you? <laughs> um, you identify as a doctor and you don't think it's fair for some of your socioeconomic background to have to go to uh, undergrad and medical school and then do an internship and learn anything. I just, I know in my heart, I was meant to be a doctor. So I'm going to go be a doctor. What's going to happen to you when, mm. when you start operating on people? <laughs> exactly. Um, Your truth doesn't matter anymore. When you pretend to be an electrician without um, getting permits, you know, and licenses and paying the government their extortion, what, what's going to happen to you? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, all kinds of bad things. Why do we have those limitations? 
Because we need them, unfortunately, because when people are left unchecked, they do stupid, stupid, stupid things like say, oh, I think I'm a girl mm-hmm. or I think I'm a guy or I think I'm non-binary. I'm yeah, I, I don't identify as either of them. <laughs> or I identify as both. Yeah. Um, You know, when I grew up, they called that bisexual and you were just a freak. Mm-hmm. Um, and I grew up and had a friend, right? I didn't know he was gay or bisexual or anything, but he was. And I went off in life and, uh, became, you know, went in the military and he stuck around. I think he moved to Philadelphia. Yeah, he did. Um, went up there, became a drag queen, got involved in drug culture and he was able to talk to his sister, his mom, and his dad uh, right before he committed suicide. Hmm. Um, because his sister, his mom, and his dad were among the, probably the first people ever that just let their kid do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. They were the, oh, please don't do that, Tommy. We'll buy you a present. Mm-hmm. You know, don't don't slap your mom in the face. Um Here's a toy, you know, whatever. They they were those parents and never said no, never blah, blah, blah. He went through a lot of counseling eventually. And anyway, what he wound up telling his mom, his dad, and his sister was, it's y'all's fault for letting me get away with that crap when I was little. Hmm. Right. But then it became my fault when I started understanding and feeling like what I was doing was wrong, but did it anyway. Yeah. But you never set ground rules, basic human ground rules. You know, what does the word is mean? Um, okay. What does it mean to be a boy? What does it mean to be a girl? Um, yeah, those are very complicated issues because, but simple at the same time. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I had some woman tell me, well, you know, this whole gender issue is wrong because, you know, you tell a little girl she's a girl, that just is telling her that she has to, you know, be subservient to a man. She has to get married. She has to have kids. No, it doesn't. I have several cousins that were uh, female. They know they're women, uh, but they had no interest in relationships or guys or girls or nothing. They're just completely asexual. You know, no interest in any of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Back in the day, they called them spinsters. Uh, spinsters? But there are people like that, right? Yeah. Um, That's what and, they called them? Spinsters? Yeah, women who were just old and crotchety and never had a guy. Yeah, yeah. They, they were spinsters. Um, That's funny. I've never heard that. And I've, known, I've known women just like that, you know? Yeah, I've got <clears throat> two cousins that are that way. And then I had, you know, my uncle was on the other side of that. He was, he had one girlfriend that he fell madly in love with. didn't work out and he never had another one, you know, uh, no interest. Um, whatever. There are people like that. And, And even so, like, you know, there are some men that are, that have very feminine, uh, like feet feature, not features necessarily, but the characteristics right there's there's some mannerisms yeah yeah, mannerisms that's what i was looking for and then there's some men that are incredibly masculine and there's some women that are incredibly masculine and there's some women that are more feminine and like with age within each gender a male and a female there is a spectrum right like some are incredibly masculine some aren't and that's fine they're still all men right like whether you're a really dainty petite very feminine woman or you're a bigger woman who's strong and tough you're still both women. Same with the men. If you got a guy who's real skinny, he's got soft hands, uh, he can't work very hard, like physically, and you got some dude who's built like an ox, they are both men. Stop. That's it. That's where the conversation ends. That is the truth, right? We don't need to worry about my truth, my truth. I don't care. I want the truth. Man, we sure hit it deep, right? You know, coming back from a week off, hey? Oh, yeah, they're telling me there's only two genders, male and female. There are some abnormalities in there. Um, 
but statistically speaking, there will always be, you know, um, malformations during pregnancy, mm -hmm. you know, um, and I'm not going to say they're birth defects <clears throat> because I don't necessarily like that term anymore, mm -hmm. but uh, clinically speaking, that's what they are. Yeah. Um, but in general, they're just, um, humans aren't frogs. That's why they're humans and there are frogs. They're two different species. So in a population of frogs where there's too many of one sex, they, you can just spontaneously change. Humans aren't frogs. Exactly. Period. Yep. Um, sorry. Yep. 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 Uh, <sighs> yeah. Hey, lighter note. Let's you want to change gears completely. Sure. I would like to complain about, um, why I haven't been able to even pick up Instagram for four days. What, what's going down? Well, you know, every, and this is the worst it has ever been as far as ads go and sponsored oh, yeah. links and suggestions. Right. <clears throat> I swear I am not in any way over traumatizing this on Monday afternoon. I went to look at Instagram and I'm like, well, this is weird, but expected, you know, the internet listens. So, and you have a recent sponsorship and we talked about it at length. So, you know, it's going to show up somewhere in my, uh, social media world. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, So's the next post. So's the next post. So's the next post. Really? Mm -hmm. X tool. Really? Yeah. For four days, I have seen nothing but people <laughs> who I've never seen before, but that have an X tool sponsorship, X tool ads. I'm like, God, it's crazy. You know, um, and I was thinking X tool about buying one of your CO2 lasers. Not now. Yeah. It's uh it's crazy, man. You know it's funny, like I don't know. I, I I would say like I'm I'm suspicious of many, many things. I wouldn't say I'm conspiracy minded, but maybe. But I'm like, they're sending out all these lasers to people. And now I put their software on my computer. And I mean is this China's way of just another venue to get information or like, so now they've got a, com a computer in Canada, right? With, with their software on it. I don't know. Like, do I trust China? You know, the government? It's just weird. Another one. So, you know, these fires we have, right? This is a deep conspiracy in this. You may or may not have heard this, but. You know, the fires we've been having lately, it seems like they're getting worse, right? Over the last couple of years. And when I grew up, I never, ever remembered smoke. And there's, there was this lady that was caught lighting a fire up in BC. And like a forest, like she was just lighting a fire in the woods and she's starting a big, huge fire. And some people are like, what the heck are you doing? And a parent, she goes, I get paid so much to do this. It's ridiculous. And when you think about, okay, we've got a government right now talking, everything is about that. what they're putting it under is climate change, right? And the environment. It's just this beautiful canopy where they can hide stuff. Is it weird to think that maybe the government is starting these fires to say that, you know, the, 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 the environment is so bad right now. It's gotten so warm globally that everything's starting to burn. That's a, that's a deep dive, isn't it? Well, they were saying something similar to that about the Hawaiian fires and the leading expert on that was like, uh -huh. I mean, he's the world's leading expert on why wildfires happen, historical data and everything. He's like, uh-uh, I told y'all a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, five years ago, I've been saying we are due for this cycle. Yeah. It's cyclic in nature because when a forest gets to a certain point, conditions will be met. It will burn and it'll regrow healthier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
that it happens. Yeah. And at some point in our distant past, almost all of North America burnt like in one giant forest fire. Hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah. And it wasn't like it was 200 years ago. It was, you know, lots of zeros. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Anyways, that was conspiracy theory talk. Well, I like I was, the one of that, uh, they're not just setting fires. It's, um, projected energy weapons. Oh mm. God. <laughs> you can't get a GoPro eight to work. And you think we have projected energy. You went, okay. Yeah. The people are still burning popcorn in the microwave. At work, and you yeah. think people are smart enough to have Star Trek level weapons? No, we are not. That's funny. Yeah. Um, but it's, I don't know. Like, it's kind of like, what are your thoughts? Of, like, honestly, like, it's when I was thinking about this, and so I got another laser from a different company, and it, it's. I mean, it's kind of inevitable. I always thought, okay, you know what? I'm going to be very careful. That's why I was like, I'm not getting uh, like Snapchat. Was, or, was it laser pecker? It was laser pecker. <laughs> it was. But, I um, that name. I know. It's the worst name for a company. Like, <laughs> get my laser pecker out here and put a I mean, mark on there for the, you. The woodworking side, woodpecker was, it, it makes sense. Yeah, that's a bird. Laser pecker. <laughs> no, doesn't make any sense. But their lo- logo is a bird, so I guess. I yeah, I think know. it might be the same company. I'm not sure. But. It's funny because they've got some training videos that are filmed in China. And it's funny because they got these two people, young, you know, maybe in their 20s, like hip-looking people. And they're trying to be as an as American as they possibly can. And it is so funny when they do these. They'll do like these live streams. Because I had a hard time when I got mine. For some reason, I couldn't download their software to my, I had it on one computer earlier, like when they told me they were going to send it to me, I thought, okay, let me look at their software because it's free. And so I had it on my one computer, but then my other computer that I use for moving around the shop, it would not download. And I tried it a bunch of times and I couldn't get the app to download because there's certain features like uh, they sent me a rotary so I can engrave tumblers or whatever that crap is, but you can't control the rotary from the desktop software, which is kind of dumb. Like they don't give you the parameters like, okay, what's the diameter of the object you're engraving? And so you have to do that from the app. And I couldn't get the app to work either and yada, yada. But it's just, it's weird to me. Like maybe it's not weird, but I don't know. And even like with with the way our phones spy on us. And I think everybody's come to accept that now, right? Like if you say something, you talk about a product, you're going to get the ads and even me, like I don't have Siri turned on because I was like, no, I'm going to be smart about this. And that's why I would like Snapchat. Okay, nope, not doing that because, or TikTok, that's just Chinese spyware. I think it all is. Like, you know it, what I mean? It, it is 100%. The only reason apps exist is to use your information. Because mm-hmm. all an app is, is a browser. Yeah. It's the same technology as a browser. And there are the the higher level of computer or cybersecurity expert you are, the less any of that you use. Yeah. Uh, and the the best super secret squirrel guy I know that does cybersecurity and up in the anti-terrorism level, uh, he doesn't use any computer. And when he does, it's uh, he boots off a special secure thumb drive looking thing. Mm-hmm. So there's not even, he's not even using the hard drive of the computer to process information. Hmm. And then once yeah. he's done, everything he just did goes off into the netherworld of in like digitally shredded. Um, hmm. He said, you cannot use anything and it's getting worse because when everybody's all these, the government started, um, complaining about TikTok and making rules, I started noticing a whole lot of new um, end user agreements, right? Mm-hmm. And I just got Microsoft's um, yesterday, and a couple of these I've been reading, 
holy crap. You are literally, uh, especially with the Microsoft and a couple others, um, all social media, anything by, uh, uh, oh God, who is Facebook owned by? Meta. Yeah, Meta. Anything Meta is actually worse than uh, the Chinese government that owns uh, TikTok. But anyway, so like if you use Facebook, the reason they put Facebook on so many pass-throughs, like, oh, you can connect this to all these other things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, hey, I got to pause this real quick. Okay. My apologies. I am back. Uh, right. That was the uh, Aircon guys calling back. They were supposed to call a different phone number, but uh, they just called what was on the account. Gotcha. Any um, chance of getting them out there? Yeah, they, she said, uh, oh, the, the guys will be headed your way in a little bit. I hate noncommittal stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually had an argument with somebody on the phone, um, and I, this is, it got to the point where I just lost it and said, if you come here, I will slap you. <laughs> I will slap you like the little bitch you're acting like because all I am all I'm saying is I want to know exactly what time you'll be here. It doesn't have to be mm-hmm. to the second because I know you know stoplights and stop signs or traffic happens, but you know if you're going to be here 11:30 ish, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So 11:20 to 11:40, you know you're going to be here. Yep. So like oh no, we'll be here today. No, you won't. If you show yep. up, I'll slap you. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so um, Facebook has so many passwords, and you can attach it to so many things, uh, other apps, because you are the product. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody said this many years ago, and it's more true as each day passes. If somebody gives you something for free or the use of something for free, it is not the product you are. Yep. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I, I was like growing up, you know, some people, you know, there's some adults, well, like my kids, right? They never grew up without internet. And I remember, you know, I remember when we had Encarta on CD-ROM and it was like an amazing, all this information was like, wow, this encyclopedia on a couple of discs. And then it's like, okay, now there's AOL, right? And you get your AOL account and you dial it up. You hope nobody tries phoning you because then it'll kick you off. And you send somebody an email and it's like, I can send them a picture. And you send them like a an 800 kilobyte picture and it takes 10 minutes. And it's just line by line loading on your computer screen, right? Yeah. And I, I hated that. Yeah. And it's like, I remember, and then when internet, I remember like when I was like first working in airports, um, there was Wi-Fi. I remember when Wi-Fi was available at airports and people were like, are you kidding? Because it used to be these little land ports and everybody would be fighting for them. And then I remember going to Fry's Electronics in California and I bought like a Wi-Fi dongle. And so I had to click it onto the side of my laptop and then I could sometimes get Wi-Fi and it still wasn't fast. And then, you know, when all these things happen and, and Facebook, and I was like, okay, what about safety with this stuff? And and, and I was like, man, there's going to be a point when, when they're going to know too much about everything. And I'm like, we are so far past that. Like, we are fully there now. And I think if, if, if you have a computer and if you use, like you say, like anything other than what that gentleman you're talking about, you're there. Like, they know everything about you. And if you have a smartphone, which is hard to, it's hard to buy a, just a regular cell phone. But if you have a smartphone, they know where you go. They know your habits. They know you routine. They know where you work. They know where you drive. Everything. And it's, it's crazy, you know? And I'll tell you something that's even crazier. Um, Stupid old socialist Europe may be fixing part of that problem just like they fixed part of uh, YouTube. Uh, unfortunately, it was limited to Europe, but um, they have sued somehow, and they have won 
and iPhones will now have all smart devices will have to come with removable batteries. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Now they didn't approach it from the privacy point, but they have mm. said the people would involved in the lawsuit said that's a hundred ninety nine percent what it's about. But we can't say that because we're in the EU and the EU doesn't care about your privacy, right? Yeah, yeah. Because they use it just like the companies do. Um, the socialist government they can track you without a warrant on your yeah. smart devices. But anyway, um, they did it from a, well, you know, they're all lithium batteries. Lithium batteries have a, uh, a propensity to overcharge and catch on fire. We want them all removable. Mm -hmm. And so if they go bad, you can just change the battery, not the whole device. And, you know, we're just poor people. And if you want us to be able to afford your taxes, you're going to have to give us, you know, a break on, you know, they were, they approached it for some weird ways, but it worked. Mm -hmm. So, and the um, manufacturing process for iPhones is such that um, without a huge investment that they're not certain Apple would undertake, they can, they only manufacture them one way. Hmm. So. Interesting. Now, I think that there's enough people outside of Europe that they'll, split manufacturing yeah because they do not want um the the inability to attract stupid american people yeah <laughs> yeah and i i did a test not long ago where i when i got this new phone um i let my phone be whatever apple wanted it to be um, out of the box as far as stock settings. Mm -hmm. And I waited 30 days. Then I turned off all the tracking and turned on all the privacy settings that Apple allows you to turn on and all the apps allow you to turn on. Mm -hmm. All of the tracking stuff is way worse now. Yeah. Way worse. I can say something... I could turn my phone completely off, throw it in the yard, right? You and I talk about something on this podcast, but because I'm doing it on an Apple computer, mm -hmm. I'll go upstairs and I'll start seeing literally commercials on my TV Yeah, about crap we talked about. And I'm like, really? It's crazy, isn't it? It's just like, no. Yeah. And... And then you try to tell, you try to be funny about it because it's just keyword algorithms. Um, and I have literally said things about uh, things that don't exist, you know, um, purple and yellow striped zebras. Mm -hmm. And I will start seeing weird things. I mean, weird. Really? Um, but... Uh, we talked about, uh, oh, I'm pretty sure now I'll be I'll seeing all kinds of uh, uh, carrier HVAC systems in oh, my yeah. Facebook feed because yep. they're big around here. And now that I've said I have um, an air conditioning problem. Yep. And we said laser pecker, so you're going to get laser pecker ads. No, they'll be X-Tool. I don't know why. Um, laser pecker, laser pecker, laser pecker, laser pecker, laser <laughs> pecker. So anyway, about that, so... Okay, so the, the, the X-Tool I have is like the gantry-style laser. And this laser pecker they sent me, it's one of those little podium things. It's just like a, on a stand. And if I were to buy only one, well, it all depends on what you're, what you're going to use it for the most. But that laser pecker is so handy for engraving stuff. Like, I haven't tried cutting anything with it. I don't even know if I will. But, um, like, it's, in, it's insane. You just stick it underneath there. The one thing I love about it is like whatever you're going to say if you had text, like I, I I put my name on a whole bunch of stuff. So Jeremy Gertz and it'll give you when you hit the preview, it'll put like a little laser box, a blue laser box around where it's going to go. And so now you can take it and line it up and position whatever you're going to engrave exactly where you want it. It's like super precise and boom, it puts it right there. 
Whereas with the X tool, with the, with those gantry style, it'll like trace it out. So it'll go and move around, but you don't get the whole picture at once, right? So you think you got it lined up. And then even when you're doing something like the spine of a knife, you can't really, it's hard to see because those lasers aren't like super thin, but like I put, I had took a knife and I wrote my name on the spine of it. Really small, obviously tiny font, but this little laser box shows up and you just line it up and it's, and it came out perfect, like exactly centered. And I'm like, oh man. So I'm stoked. Like, and ultimately it's nice to have two because the gantry style ones, you can obviously do bigger projects. Not that I ever really plan on it, but for cutting materials like leather sheaths and stuff, fantastic. And then for marking stuff, that laser pecker is the way to go. It's insane. Actually, we did do this one thing for my wife's hairdresser. There, she had this. She bought this charcuterie board, and I don't know who it was. It was like their grandma or something had this handwritten recipe for. I don't even remember what it was. Chicken, some type of a curry, and so they just took a picture of this. Uh, this recipe in their grandma's handwriting, and their grandma's passed on, but she meant a lot to the family, and we can just digitize her handwriting and put that into an SVG and we laser, we burn that onto the charcuterie board. And so it looks like it's really cool, you know, and we gave, I dropped it off there and absolutely loved it. Like, this is amazing. I can't believe that they're just going to start crying when they get this gift. And, and then in the back, we wrote their names just on the handle. But to be able to do that is so cool. You know, not that I would ever want it like for me, but even like doing like wooden spoons when Steph does wooden spoons and stuff, people love like they'll like, that's one thing she offers. It's like, if you put a handwritten note, like we love you, grandma in your kid's handwriting, send me a picture of that. We'll digitize it. And then Steph used to actually wood burn it in, but now we just do it on the laser and just, and it's so slick, man. It's cool. All right. Here's a new, the next big Etsy um, opportunity for somebody out there. What is one of the biggest um, amateur things to do at little bars or pizzerias right now? Axe throwing, right? Yep. What is axe? Target's made of wood. Um, I think you should sell, not you, but you know somebody. Uh, I think somebody should sell laser engraved axes and axe throwing targets where you can customize it, the target by putting your ex's face on it. There you go. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Send, send us a picture you know, of who you hate. <laughs> they, 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 it can be political characters. It can mm -hmm. be, you know, famous people, your ex, whatever. Yep. <laughs> send us a picture. We'll have it ready for you. <laughs> That's funny. The one thing, these little desktop ones, they're not, like for big projects, they're not that fast. Like this charcuterie thing, I think it took about 27 minutes to do it. But, and then um, this laser pecker, there's different resolution settings. And I don't, I don't think they line up truly with like the same equivalent to video. But the, the coarsest you can print or etch something is 1K and then they say it goes up to 8K. And it's not like a 8K in a video resolution, but that's just, I think it's kind of a, just their rating system. But at 8K, man, it is insane the detail you get. Like just, it takes longer, the higher resolution, because it uses like a smaller, the beam of the laser itself gets smaller, obviously. But, oh dude, man, it is crazy. You name it, I can, with the laser packer, now you're going to get nothing but laser packer ads but with that laser absolutely anything anything i want to engrave i can engrave like i had an old apple watch band and do that i they send you some material if you want to make stamps and so i took the square and compasses with the g in the middle and i brought that in and then there's a button it says stamp so basically it turns it into a negative so instead of engraving you know the square and the compasses and the g you engrave everything but that and I made a stamp, which is the square and compasses, and is about maybe a quarter of an inch high. And it took like, I don't know, 20 seconds, and it works. 
And I'm like, that is insane that you can make something that small. Like literally, it's just, it's crazy. This technology just blows my mind, man. Yeah. I think it's good. I might have to run. Okay. Right on. Well, we uh, we solved quite a bit of the world's problems again, Todd. Yeah, it cost a, a couple, but. Yeah, it was a heavier yeah, episode. It's a balance. But, yep. Cool, man. We well, have a good week, and then we should be back next week because uh, I don't think we're going anywhere. You going anywhere? Not unless somebody else dies. Oh, yeah. Let's hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. Right on. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time. See y'all later. Bye.